Ladies and gentlemen, you both threw a fucking eye with like two provided quick. You guys there? Call me Ransom, it's my middle name. CSI KFC? This is where the fun begins. Happy New Year twenty twenty four to all the Bromax listeners. It's been a while, but you expected that, didn't you? My name is Jesse. My name is Joel, and at this point, Jesse, I think it's becoming just our signature style. It's our shtick. We don't do seasons where you have episodes every week. We always do the same day. Do we? I don't know. Oh, I was <laughs> gonna say that that sounds too planned. Look, we've only missed two two episodes. Have we? Yeah. What do you mean, like, missed? Like, two Wednesdays. Oh, that's fine. We've only missed two Wednesdays. And I think that... Look, I know people... This is me coming on the lean here and saying people are listening to us when they go away, but it's been Christmas, it's been New Year's. Yeah. People have been away. Maybe they wouldn't have had time to listen to Bromax, and this is actually the perfect time to catch up for Bromax anyway. Exactly. So, you know, those two Wednesdays, we're all rested, we're all recovered, we're ready for 2024. Yep. You had a good Christmas, Joe? I did have a very good Christmas. It was a very Greek Christmas. Oppa. Oppa, the Greek spirit. Wait, where's the... Um, <laughs> Oppa! Excellent. Um, actually, the Greeks, Jesse, on behalf of the Greeks, you say, Kala Christouyena. That's how you... It's cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. So there you go. That's that's how you say that one. And, um, and New Year's was nice as well, and then been on a cruise, and now we're back from the cruise, so... Yeah, oh, how about wow. yourself, Jesse? What'd you get up to? Um, my cousins came down, well, nice. up from Melbourne. Uh, I got a throat infection, on, so I actually like threw up on Christmas. Oh dear! It's not as bad as it sounds, but it was still like not great. But then it got better. Okay. And I've been working a ton. Yep. But one thing we've both still been doing is watching movies. Hell yeah. So we've got four new films to review today. Yeah, we do. And then at the end, we're gonna do something a bit special, Joel. Tell them what it is. What's at the end? Oh, oh, I oh <coughs> the awards. Yes. We have a Bromax Awards. The Bromax Awards. And we're going to reveal the nominees. And then in the link in the bio, and I'll share it everywhere, there's going to be a Google form and you can vote on our nominees. And in, not next week, next week will be worst 10 episodes, films of the year. Week after will be best 10. And the week after that will be our award winners and most anticipated. Yeah, no, that sounds good, Jesse. And... Unlike last year, we are coming to you. This is the now busy period for us. Yeah. We're not going to be like because January can be a little bit of a dud period yeah. in cinema. But we're now we're we're back and we don't have uni for a while as well. We're we're going to wrap up twenty twenty three nicely for years and then talk about what's coming up this year. But Jesse, you you were, you and I were talking about this before before we get into it quickly. You were saying that there's not as much you're excited about this year. Look, Maybe there's just stuff that I haven't heard of, but I reckon there was only just a rough watch on my letterbox watch list. Six films that I'm like, I really want to see that. Mm. There was a couple like, oh yeah, that looks interesting. That has an actor I like. But there was only like five or six and like, that looks awesome. Very so, interesting. But I'm sure more will be revealed. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I mean, there's five comic book films coming out this year. I wasn't really keen on any of them, to be perfectly honest. So, okay. All right. We'll, we'll just have to wait we and see. I mean... In the case of 2023, I know a lot of my favourite films were uh, not ones that I even knew were coming out at all. So yeah, it's, it's I listened to our episode. You had the little moment on your top ten most. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. I, I actually got that wrong. Didn't you? Thought it had a chance there to be something better, but it, yeah. it clearly was not. All right, should we kick over that first review? Yes, let's do it. All right, recently, start off with this one. Winner of best 
musical or comedy mm-hmm. and best actress at the Golden Globes. Joel and I have both seen Yorgos Lanthimos's, I want to say, probably like sixth or seventh film now. Maybe sixth. Poor Things. Poor Things. It's this, a, it's this a film weird one. This <laughs> film stars Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Rami Youssef, Christopher Abbott, Margaret Qualley, um, and then a couple other people that you might not, you may or may not have heard of. Joel, what's it about? It, oh, good question. It's about Emma Stone's character who plays... Bella Baxter. Bella Baxter. And... Spoilers if I say how she becomes... No, so... At the start of the film, you see... It's a very diverse scene. Emma Stone's character, Jonathan Bridge, attempting to commit suicide. She is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then she is taken in by Wilna Folk, or Godwin. Is it a doctor? He's supposed to be kind of like Frankenstein, I suppose. And he takes the brain out of the fetus... And of the baby yeah. that Emma Stone's character had and puts it back into in Emma Stone, Stone and takes Emma Stone's brain out because it's dead yes and so Emma Stone starts life again she's in an adult body but starts life again and she um oh you keep going sorry yeah no she it, it's basically uh it's a it's meant to be a modern telling of the Frankenstein story is it? I thought it was I took that but it's I actually guess. putting in it's got like female liberation yeah. and themes of identity in there as well, which they're kind of trying to do something different with. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you could really call this film Bella's Odyssey as well because it's just Yeah, but about, that's not a good title. No? Poor Things is a good title. Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. Um, and it's just about that journey. CSI KFC? <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. No, that was good. That was good. I like that. Um, and... Mixed in there, but I'm just going to just say it. It's not for kids at all, this film. It's not even for regular films. I was shocked how this was MA. It should Like, anyone but you is MA. Yeah. And that's, like, that you're close. Like... Yeah. That's... You know. Yeah, that's just... It must be a wild, wide spectrum. Because Belle was afraid of R18. But that wasn't as bad. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So maybe... Can... Oscar films be R18 because I thought when I walked out of this film I was like this is too weird for the Oscars mm. even they're like nah but why does that why does something like this film I think it's just your guys' pedigree he's one best director okay. with a favourite Olivia Colman won best actress yep I think it's just once you get a few films that's why do you remember how shocked you were that Nightmare Alley was nominated for best picture that's because yes. Guillermo del Toro won a few years ago for Shape of Water so they're just doing the I'm not saying to cut to cut. I love Poor Things. Yeah. I think it deserves a nomination. Mm-hmm. I think it, out of all the films nominated in its Golden Globe category, it was the best one okay. from what I've seen. Yep. Was only I'd only seen Aaron Barbie as well. I thought it was better than both of those. Okay. I thought Emma Stone delivers the best performance of the year by a man or a woman or anything oh, in yeah. between. Yeah. Um, cinematography and score. It can win all the tech categories as well if it wants. This film is very, it could. very stylized. And it could win acting, and it could win because it's got the acting, it's got the writing, the direction, and the text. This is why I think it's a real shot at Best Picture. Okay. No, yeah. Very Because it's got everything, there. but what I would say is it's a bit padded. It is. Two, nearly two and a half hours. It gets time. a bit... Your guys has a bit too much fun with it. Yes. He's like, all right, come on, reel it in. Let's keep going. He's like, no, I want to do. I don't want to do the zero point five shot of this oh, like brothel or whatever. That made me really. It's let me just for, for our, our listeners who aren't as uh, educated in the the ins and outs of, of cinema. Yorgos is a very stylized director who likes yeah. to experiment with the way that he tells stories. 
and he uses these camera angles that are kind of like 0.5 zoom yeah. out, fish eye. It's kind this of is stretching. his most biggest. Yeah, he used it a bit in the favorite and not in the lobster. So this is like his most, like he's just going for it in this yeah. one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And even the, the way the sets are constructed and the, the, the storytelling approach, it almost has a fairy tale-esque kind of vibe in the way that it's yeah. choose to, to convey it. But it is not for everyone. Like <laughs> yourself? Like or? myself. Oh. I, I did like the film. Nearly that like seven out of ten. Okay. Like, uh, very, I'm positive on it, but I wouldn't watch it again. I think it's kind of one of those things I can say that's objectively really good, but it's not my type of film. Sure. Uh, particularly because I thought that there was an overindulgence in these kind of stylized approaches, and um, there was also a lot of sex in there. Um, it was just you know, sex scene, character development moment. Sex scene, character development. Great ass! <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. All the way up it! <laughs> yeah, literally. And then they would have sex scenes and then character development whilst after they've just had sex. So. Which, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's disgusting. But then it kind of became funny. It did. Like, as I got, as I got used to what the film was going for, I was like, that's funny, I guess. Yeah. I think Emma Stone said it best. It's a rom com, but it's. And it's Bella falling in love with the world, oh, as wow. opposed to a man. That's really uh, that. That's true because you know Bella certainly experiments and yes. gets out there. So you know, go Bella. And so, and we end on a positive note with Bella. We know spoilers, yeah. but you know, it's I a, think Yorgos should be nominated for best director. He won't win. He I think he won for the favorite, and it's Nolan's year. Yes. But um, Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo are both fantastic. They are. They're Mark Ruffalo. He Mark Ruffalo is not a douchebag at all. No. Mark Ruffalo plays the biggest yeah. douchebag. I I think, yeah, because now RDJ, but there's a clear you know the Avengers right? Yes. There's a clear th- three. There's a clear three that are great actors and a three that aren't. I'm just can saying. I, can I take a guess? Yeah. Okay, so the good ones: RDJ, Mark Ruffalo, and ScarJo. Yeah. Jay Runner, I'll say, is good. I don't think I've seen him in anything. He's pretty good in like I think he's got like Wind River and Zero Duck Thirty. Okay. He's good in the Mission Impossible films. And Tag. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the Chris's. Jeez. Uh, but these three are fantastic. Hardy J and Mark Ruffalo both going for best supporting actor. I think. Uh, I think Hardy J wins just, but Mark Ruffalo, I think has. I was more surprised. Mark Ruffalo. And how good he was. His character. Because it's, it's, it's more different, different from him. Uh, Lewis Strauss is how he's playing. It's kind of similar to RDJ. Yes. A bit. Yeah, I agree. Whereas Mark Ruffalo, that is not Mark Ruffalo at all. Although I have to say, what were your... Because I liked the, what Mark Ruffalo brought to the character, but his accent, I thought, was slipping a bit at times. Oh, it's a hard accent. It's not perfect, no. but I think he does a good job. Yeah, because... Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's... It was better than Shailene Woodley's accent in Vero. <laughs> I'm going to have to trust you on that one until yeah. I see it, Jesse. Which wasn't bad either, but, you know, I think he does well. Okay. He's done enough for nomination. I think cinematography is a bit of production design of this futuristic cities, things things flying through. Do you reckon it's a true story? No. Not, not, oh, no I don't mean... Okay, all right, pull that back. And... You just said it was Frankenstein. Yeah, That's what no, it no, is. No, 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 what I meant was, do you think that it was um, meant to be, like, actually, like... Like how they say Star Wars is set in the universe far, far away? Yeah. Or... well... 
you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What do you want about? Well, well, you, you, okay, okay, like, like Bowie's Afraid. Yeah. You could say that that film could just be like an acid trip that he takes on his medical. Do you think that this is a, a film that is kind of meant to be a fable or a fairy tale, or it happened, like it actually happened, but it just looked, the world looked weird? Oh, no, I, I see what you mean. Yes, I think it yeah, happened. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. It, it is very stylized, and you could say, oh, it could be some kind of stage production. Like how Asteroid City, the, the film, events of the film are actually just a stage production. Oh, sure. No, I think it happened. Okay, okay, because I was curious on your take yeah. that one. And she goes to all the different cities, and they all look great. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I only checked my phone once. It's 2 hours 20. I really only checked, I reckon there was like five, ten minutes in the middle, but I didn't really feel the runtime. No, I was just more sitting there going, what is happening? And then something else would happen and we were, the person I was watching it with were just like, what is going on? Eyes were, we were both like eyes nearly popping out of our head. Yeah. of confusion. And I'd say it's a mature film as well because it doesn't hold your hand and say no. this, it just you pick it up. If you pick up the joke or the innuendo or the little bit of information that they give you, then that's that. If not, well... You've got to come back. There's Yorgos. I thought, without giving it away, I thought the ending was extremely satisfying. It was. With a certain animal. Oh, yeah. Very funny. Yeah. The film's very funny. I was laughing often. I know what you mean I won't say, like, a laugh a minute, but I was laughing often. When you first said that you... Because you saw it at a preview premiere screen. Which I paid for. It was, like, a (laughs) new thing. And you said, it's quite funny. And then you said, it's been nominated for a comedy. I said, are you serious? That's it's but, not a, yeah. That's the right categorization for the film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, there are some funny moments in there, definitely. And yeah. and Emma Stone's performance, the way that she what she brings into that as well. Is just, yeah. The only thing that could possibly hurt her chances is that she's won before, and like Lily Gladstone and Carey Mulligan and Greta Lee, they've never won. Mm. But come on, man. This is where the Academy. Some, There's um, just she's just a level up. It's got to be looked at just as the performance. I know we That's, need to get yeah. recognition for different, um, you know. But then we say that, groups and, and that, and that, with that logic, Killian can't win Best Actor. Barry Keoghan has to. Don't but they we both don't, come from the same. Uh, uh, don't they both come from Ireland? Yeah. Ireland, yeah. But like, where Killian is going to win for the career, Barry going to win for the performance. That's uh, what you're saying. Yes, true, 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 true. Oh, it's a hard one. Yeah. It is a hard one. It's, it is hard. I see both sides. Yeah. But then, you know, if they did that, I don't know, Meryl Streep would have, like, six Oscars? Yeah. Because, you know. It's going to be interesting to see what they they're do. They're doing it with, because Billie Eilish is going to win an Oscar for What Was I Married For? Oh, thank goodness. And then she's going to have more Oscars than Martin Scorsese. <laughs> is that so? He's got one. Oh. Billie's got one at the moment for No Time to Die. If she, Billie Eilish wins best song, Billie Eilish will have more Oscars than Martin Scorsese. Now... And, and Leonardo DiCaprio. What kind of world are we living in? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's hard with movies because ultimately it comes down to your enjoyment of them. But obviously the Academy is a board and they kind of make decisions. So, yeah, it's going to be hard because like last year, Austin won the Golden Globe, right? But then yeah. it came to Fraser when it came to the Oscars. So could go anyway. Yeah, but then if you're judging on the performance, it could be Colin Farrell, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or Austin Butler. Brandon Fraser just had a story. Yeah. I thought about that. He was he probably my fourth pick. Oh, yikes. I reckon Paul Meskill was better than him as well. Is that fallen lower or is that Yeah, just Paul Meskill was better than him as well, I think. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about poor things? 
it is a film that I encourage people to watch if they like to explore something yeah. new about cinema. If you have any at all interest in the Oscars, watch the film because oh. it's it's in the it's in the big four. Definitely, definitely. I think it'll it'll get some awards and uh, the music, the score. I thought was quite unsettling. It was yeah, made me I uncomfortable. Would, I love the score. I will just want to shout out. You've said his name before. Um, we when you when you talked about watching it. Jerskin, Fendrix. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's his first film he scored. Legend. Well, he did very. He did some Black Mirror episodes. Though. I can see him being. Oh, he did Black Mirror. No, no, hang on. He did Black Midi, which is the band. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, Holly Waddington costume design. I think that's good to mention as well. Definitely, definitely. It has a, a period piece, but whilst also not being period as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's to to wrap up my thoughts on it. I think it's one of those films that is quite unique. But if you're at any level of cinephile and you can watch it, definitely go check it out. And like Jesse said, with the Oscars coming up as well, can't hurt to, to watch it. But yeah, yeah. thumbs up from me, but I would watch it Do you have a score? Do you have a score? Probably 75. Yeah, I'm going to say 80, 83. Okay. Really okay. dug it. It's probably, out of the films that have a chance of winning Best Picture, it'd be like two, my second. Like one, in top three, like... If it won, I'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love these sort of films, don't you, Jesse? What do you mean these sort of films? Well, I was going to say, Alliance of like Midsummer. Like weird sex dreams. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean like the, the more stylized directors really yeah. just having a go. And I just... like really good directing. Yeah. Such a filmer. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to... What do you want to do now? Let's do yes. Dream Scenario. <gasps> yeah. Yeah? This is good. Life Joel, can you one. tell us a bit about Dream Scenario? What's yes. it about? Who's so, in it? Yes. Director. Yes. So, Dream Scenario stars Nicolas Cage as Paul Matthews. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. I don't have a Nicolas Cage soundboard. We need to get that. that Where is Nicolas Cage? Get on that pronto. Damn. Um, he is... And it's directed by Christopher Borgley. Yes. Um, he did a film called Sick of Myself. Oh, he did other films. Yeah. I wasn't sure if this was his first feature No, film. Sick of Myself is an A24 film that came out last year, okay. which I have not seen, unfortunately. Okay. And this is also A24. Interesting. Yes. And produced by Ari Aster of Hereditary yeah. and Midsummer as well. So this film is about Nicolas Cage's character, who, by the way, is the most real character I've seen in cinema in quite a while. Okay. And his likeness, or him, starts appearing in everyone's dreams overnight. Like, he's like an internet sensation. Uh, these dreams are in different varieties. He, he just stands there when people are at the zoo or someone's on the safari in the jungle and he just walks out or he's waiting for you at home when you get home from work. He doesn't never does anything in these dreams. He's just there. But Nicolas Cage has no idea that he's doing this. It's not even him. It's just really his likeness. It, yeah. And double, he, double it's basically about his journey, this film. Yeah. Dealing how? with the heights of fame, but also the lows, cancel yeah. culture. Yeah, it's cancel culture. Society. Big theme. Yeah, lots of different themes in there. What do you think of this one, Jess? Um, well, also starring on shot, Julian Nicholson and Michael Cera. Michael Cera, how can I forget? Uh, what I, Nicholas Braun, did you notice him? Zach Attack? No. He was the influencer at the end who was trying to sell the wrist, the bands, the glasses. Um, Brian Berg. I recognise you. Know, that's that's my boy Zach Attack right there. Missed half of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I no. It's like yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, didn't love it. Thought it lost its way a bit at the end. Interesting. I, I thought the concept was good, but it wasn't big enough. 
to keep me entertained for the whole film. Okay. I think Nicolas Cage is excellent. He is. And I think the just the writing is very good, directing, clear vision. Um, you can see the Ariasta with some of the dreams. You can see the Ariasta influence. Oh, for sure. I thought it was going to be weirder than it was, so I, I guess I was. I think I got my expectations too high because I was a bit let down. Also coming from a produced by Ari Aster film yeah. that could have gone in a lot of dark places when they revealed what the dream scenario is and what all that means, but I think it's it's more of a character-driven yeah. one. I thought the film was funny enough, but not I didn't ca- like, it wasn't funny for all things. I think Nicolas Cage was funny. Yeah, but, the film wasn't but funny. not laugh out loud. Like, I was like, oh, that's funny, but. I, I There's one particular scene which we won't spoil, but Jill's. Oh, that's good. That's that's pure Nicolas Cage. Right? Yeah, yeah. He 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 brings something really different. It was refreshing to see yeah. him something different. I hope he does more as he's settling down now. I thought, yeah, I thought there's a great scene when people are telling him about the dreams. They just cut to the dreams, how he explores it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was very, I was entertained. I wasn't bored. But I don't know. I just thought it's not it's not quite there. Okay. There's someone missing. Okay. Like a be like a reveal or a plot point or a climactic event that it's just like I feel like it just kind of faded off. That's like just all dreams do, Jesse. <laughs> That's not. But it's not a dream. It's a film about dreams. Yes. Okay. Now that makes sense. Yeah. I think this film is one of those films that you either love or hate. If you're one of those people who love films that doesn't give you all the answers and yeah. you have to look they say look inward within the script and see what you can find mm. some people hate that they go tell the yeah. answers and you know because there's all these theories that it's all a dream or it's not a dream or it's a metaphor or you know it's a it's a Lego set or people come out with these bogus things they but do. if you can't prove it it's like you know but some people don't like that that now goes outside and beyond of the film, which yeah. everything should be contained within is what some people think. I actually will say, I think they should have, the third, I didn't like the third act. I think it ends, there's a scene in the school, ah. in the school, which is great. And then the third act is different, for very different it's from the like rest of the epilogue. film. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like this. Okay. They introduce okay. new characters, new things that are happening. They kind of just cut forward a lot and now he seems, you know, so I was like, yeah. uh. Would it be change your opinion at all if I said that was a deliberate choice? From the director to do that because I had a similar issue yeah. I looked it up and he said that he doesn't want to end the film at that specific point he wants to explore oh no I'm not saying end it there I'm saying change the ending like make it dark, either darker oh something different I was like that's a bit of a just kind of you know it was a okay. bit of a lot yeah that makes sense like yeah I don't know because it, it, it was the, you know it was the actual climax but it was not, that's not the end of the film something else has to happen but yeah, and we need to find. We need to have the Daniel Moore where things get unraveled and you're starting to get answers. Yeah, but um, you know, overall, I liked it. I'm glad I watched it in cinemas. Not too many people in my screening, which is a shame. That is a shame. Um, I, I think, think this film needed to be distributed better. I thought it was atrocious distribution, at least here in Australia. You thought? I it, thought so. It I went to, to every city. It went to every cinema in the city. Mm. Not not like not the big ones either, just because like just yeah. give it a limited. Oh no, it wasn't it. No, the two biggest ones it wasn't at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where most people are going to go. Some people just go, let's do a double feature of the two weird ones of the week. Could have done poor things and dreams now, but it's not going to be there, and that's where. It yeah. Whereas poor things was at our local cinemas. Yes. Yeah. 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 
Do you have a score for Dreams Tonight? Or anything else you want to say about it before you have a score? I, I just, I, I loved uh, something that the director said. I did a bit of a deep dive. I didn't realise how. I did yeah. some look at what the director said. But um, the director made a point to shoot the dream scenes exactly like the rest of the film shot. Which at first I was yeah, like, that, okay. I enjoyed that. And there was a great variety of dreams. And they were like dreams. Yes. You know, yeah. They were like they dreams. They had this level of, of absurdity to them. Yeah. And as someone who has written a short story for his major work about different realities, I did different things to oh, distinguish wow. them so the audience knew between the two. But I like that he said he didn't want you to know what was real and not real. So then you can kind of use that to, to go with it. And that becomes the whole dream scenario. So my score for it... Probably, I don't know what I was saying. I think I said uh, something like 85. 85? Yeah. Oh no, God! No, God, it. please, no. I don't know. It's not better than poor no. things. I liked it. It was shorter. It was a short film. And it did have Mark Ruffalo's hairy ass in it, so a bit easier to... Look, that is on the eyes. You gotta pick your winnings. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it just wasn't a strong the film. It was like it was a funny, it was pleasant, but it wasn't like a really strong film. Okay. So it was like a 60, 68. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's alright. No, it's still three and a half stars, but um, didn't love it. It's indicative of the, the first two reviews that are already done are indicative of what Joel likes and what Jesse likes. Yeah. Jesse likes the stylized directory ones. I just love not knowing what's real and what's not real. Yeah, Joel likes fart jokes. <laughs> I like sophisticated cinema. <laughs> All right, that's two reviews down. Most of you haven't probably haven't seen that one. That's probably a bit shorter. Yeah. But our next two, you've probably all seen. So. Bring it on. Let's move on to Paul King's director of Paddington 1 and 2. Hooray. His new film based on the book by Roald Dahl, Wonka. Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, Caleb Lane, Keegan Michael Key, Hugh Grant, Patterson Joseph, Olivia Coleman, Tom Davis, Jim Carter, Rowan Atkinson, Matt Lucas, uh, and then someone else I want to mention is Simon Farnaby, aka the Stupid Deaths guy. Who? He was the the zookeeper guy. It's the Stupid Deaths guy oh, from Horrible Histories. I knew his face looked familiar. Yeah, and Phil Wang and Sally Hawkins as Mrs. Wonka, Mrs. Wonka. Willy Wonka's mum. Mama Wonka. Mama Wonka. <laughs> it is a prequel. Willy Wonka has arrived into this place, which is. In the book, it's it's like a hybrid of England and America. That that's kind of where they are. Also, okay. It's right. the same in the movies, in in the Tim Burton film as well. It's okay. like hybrid of England and America. Yeah. And it's a musical, and it's about him trying to start a chocolate shop in this place and getting the gallery gourmet ganged up on by this trio of chocolate the makers: Prodnos, Slugworth, and Figgle Gruber. Yes. If my memory serves me yeah. correct. Yeah. Along the ride is Caleb Callaline Noodle, who he meets. In some circumstance, we try to say. Um, he meets at work. Should we just hit the spoilers for this one, or yeah, what? Yeah, you... hit the spoilers. All right, you've probably seen this, so let's 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 go. Uh, the fun has begun for Wonka. This is where the fun begins. So he arrives to the song, um, uh, and a hat full of dreams. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and then you know he has like, he only has one sovereign left, so he goes to Olivia Commons. Mrs. Scrubbies. Hotel, and he doesn't read the fine print, and he gets locked in for thirty years to pay off. And like so, which is where he meets Color Lane, aka Noodle, mm-hmm. who works there as well. And together, you know, they when they break out, try and sell the chocolates everywhere because the chocolates are magic. That's the stick. Willy Wonka is basically a magician. Yes. And you just have to accept that because that's how he is. I know some people. Two things that people that made me like, uh-huh, okay, are you actually a fan? Going into this was people saying, um, "Why is it a musical? That's sucky." 
the first two other ones are also musicals. Oh, uh, the second isn't, but it just has songs in it. Okay. okay. The first one is. The first one is. I quite liked the music, but there was no standout song for me. Ah. Oh. But I liked... What about the one... I don't, I've forgotten what it's called. You'll have to forgive me. But the one with the Slugworth, Prodnos, and... And... Uh, what's his name? Fickle Groover. When they're all singing to Michael... Um, Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key. Sure, that okay. I quite liked that. You've never had chocolate like this. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only one, because chocolate makes your confidence skyrocket. Yeah, I like <laughs> when everyone thinks of chocolate. So what did you think of the film? Really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. It was one of my anticipated films. And, and mine. Going into the year. Just on the line of meeting my expectations. Okay because there were some things in the film that had me confused because it is supposed to be a prequel to the 1971 film. No, it's not. It's supposed to be a prequel to the book. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, because I feel like I read somewhere that it's meant to be a a prequel to the 1971 film. I don't think so. You think it might have been, but I don't think it's supposed to be. Because Slugworth and the boys, or mainly Slugworth, is flung off and he's an outed criminal by the end of this film. And then come, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he's still there, isn't he? Yeah. How does that work? That, I don't know. It's a bit of a loose connection. I did have someone pointed out, they said you could, it could be a slight retcon. In no, no, hang on, no. No, they're only there in Grandpa Joe's flashback because what happened was Willy Wonka had normal workers and that was when Fickle Gruber Slug were they were active. Yeah. And then too many of his secrets got leaked. Yeah. So it's when he shut down the factory. Yeah. And then he got the Oompa Loompas after that. So I think it kind of worked because f- they're not active when Charlie goes to the factory. But they do say Slugworth, but I did get it pointed out to me that they could mean the company That's the first Slugworth. one. The first one, Slugworth goes to them and say, give me... But I felt that... No, was, he that was, was pretending to be yes, Slugworth. Yeah, yeah. He was the employee. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That's and right. And he mentioned But that, that movie's in canon anyway. That movie oh, is- whoa. <laughs> They changed like half the book. We're having this debate another time. Yes. They changed like half the book. It wasn't even made. It was made to promote the chocolate bar. It wasn't even made to, for the. Rod Dahl hates that movie. <laughs> I liked it. No, fuck that film. All right. Whoa! All right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, um, so you were saying you really enjoyed this film? I did enjoy this film. It had charm. It was a a Boxing Day kind of twenty seventh film that came out the fifteenth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only because my whole family wanted to watch it, so I couldn't kind of diss them. Yeah. Um, and my bubba got to join us as well, which That's was nice. really nice because she comes from far away, so she was staying with us for the week. And it was just great that we got to watch that with her, and she's such a fan of Pure Imagination and the Oompa Loompas and all those songs. So hearing that, she started breaking out, and she's tapping me and lip-syncing to it, and we are both going, you know, when Timothy started singing that. Um, and I thought Timmy did such a great job as Timmy was good. He was excellent. Yeah. He's so charismatic, he's fun, but you also get the complex emotional moments. It's so annoying because out of the three, I think he's still the bottom, but he was so good. Yeah. But I, just because the, the, the other two are so good. <laughs> Sorry? He's, he's not as good as Johnny Depp. No. no. Good morning, Starshine. The Earth says, says hello. hello. Yeah. It's, uh, There's nothing that, that good. Meme where they have edited all three of them having a conversation. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. But he, 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 do you think he will get a nomination? For Oscars? For Oscars? No. Nah. Nah, okay. I can tell you that will be already, and it will okay. not be him. Ah, oh, because I thought maybe with the Golden Globes there's a chance <coughs> they're going to give him that no. at least nomination. No. 
I also thought Paul King's style fits the film perfectly. Brilliant, brilliant choice, director. Paddington 2, brilliant film. Ha, pretty much the whole cast of Paddington is in this film, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> you got to work with your favourites. Go to go and ask James Gunn about that. You know, you got to get your crew. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it was it was a feel good film. Like even the the non because I had reservations about the non wonky elements, like the non wonking. Wonky, wonka. The non-wonking bits. The, the non-wonker. They, they didn't wonk as hard as the <laughs> other bits. Especially when Willy Wonka goes to work at Mrs. Scrub, it's I thought in the trailers, oh, that doesn't... Scrub, I want to see scrub. him building that, that, that chocolate factory brick by brick. But I actually really loved Olivia Coleman. Yeah. I loved everything when he was there. And then it just got better. I, like, I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, really, yeah. really liked it. How about you, Jesse? I'll tell you what, for the first two thirds of this film, I was like, I can't fault this. This is my movie of the year. I'm loving this. Wow. It is everything I want it to be and more. Then they do some Ocean's Eleven bullshit and the most cri- the painful callbacks to Gene Wilder's trying to be Gene Wilder. I was like, come on, you were doing so well. Okay, unpack and then this they have, for us. So they're doing so well, right? It's all great. Yeah. Then they have this stupid heist. Heist. To steal Slugworth's chocolate, I was like, "Run away!" Well, Willy Wonka doesn't steal. Like this, he's, he's he was working on his own, getting his friends, the the Suicide Squad of chocolate employees. Yes. And then he just it kind of seemed really tacky, and then he goes and sings "Pure Imagination," which, come on, you're just trying to be Gene Wilder. And then he has the chocolate factory, which is the exact same one that's in the Mel, Mel Stewart film. Hell yeah! No, I was like. You were doing so well at being your own film, and then it just like ten minutes throwaway scenes. Oh, do you like that other one, right? Let's chuck that in. I was Speaking like, come on, guys. Gene Wilder elements. Come on. What did you think of uh, Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa? He was fine. He was fine. He wasn't in it that much, was no, he? No, he was okay. I didn't mind the Oompa Loompa looking the same. Okay. That's fine. Okay. But you know, he sings Pure Imagination, and it's the old factory, and he's being Gene Wilder. I'm like, come on. So you he, were so, it was so annoying because you were so close. If they had nailed that ending, no heist, movie, movie of the year. Wow. Yeah. They were killing it. And so I still loved it. It's still like a solid, it's pretty much the same score as Paul Things, 83, 84. Okay. But I'm so pissed that they didn't just nail that ending. Wow. That's, that, that's shocking. Because like shocking. production amazing, songs amazing, choreography amazing, characters great. It just made me feel so good. I was smiling the whole time. And then the heist time. was dumb. It just got dumb. I was like, it was doing well at being kooky, but not silly. It was whimsical, but it wasn't like it wasn't like silly. It wasn't like ridiculous, out of place. When you say the heist, uh, is that extent of the Church of Chocolate and the yeah, like, that's dumb. That did take me out of it a little bit. Church of Chocolate. It was too. Months, it was too kiddie. I was like, you're doing good at not being kiddie. Yes, I agree. But then I was like, oh, let's see. It was like, ah, <laughs> oh, guys, come it's on. Drop the ball. I, I, I have to agree with those elements there. It, it, that was like I think actually having Rowan Atkinson in it took me out of the film. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to agree. Mm. I don't think he did much in terms of justifying why he needed to be there. Yeah. Wasn't Father Julius or whatever his name was. I, I don't know. No, did serve the purpose. Do you think it was too long of a film? No. No, it was good. No. Oh, uh, no, no. That's okay. How really okay. So I was yeah. going to say the other. How long? Do you know how long? John uh, Depp one is? Like two hours? It, no, it's our hour 52. Hour and this 52. is hour 57. Okay. And then Gene Wilder is... Type 90. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get in Chocolate Factory for the last, for, till the last 40 minutes of the film. 
This is better than the really long time. Okay, let me just make Here we sense. go, here we go. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is in my top ten of all time. Yes, you love it. It's my, it's my, it is my childhood film. Yes. If I had to pick one film that I watched most in my childhood, it's that. Okay. It's probably the film I've seen the most time than any other film. Okay. It's my favourite book and they adapted it perfectly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm a real, I was always going to like this and I loved it, but... Why have you just you've just picked that the first the original is better than the Johnny Depp one? The Johnny Depp one gets slandered for no reason. It's freaking great. It's it's stylized. All right, let's freaking go. To go on. Well, but I look, I like it. All right, I've moved it up from three and a half to four because I think it's. A good See, film. you're you're one of the good ones. People hate that movie. Why? The visuals, I think. The visuals are great. Tim Burton is an amazing director. As William. <laughs> it's supposed to be... William Walker is a psychopath. He's basically, a, he's basically like a serial slasher killer. If you think about it, Charlie and Jungle Factory is a borderline slasher film. Yeah, hey. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. He's supposed to be weird. How would you... He's cooped up by himself in a factory with all the people he talks to are Oompa Loompas. He would be insane. It's weird that Gene Wilder is so chill. Yeah, I, I think... And he touches the kids weirdly. He, like, grabs with the hair and stuff. So like, bro, <laughs> I don't write that. And at the end, he's doing paperwork. <laughs> Willy Wonka does not do paperwork. Are you kidding me right now? Says who? Says who? The book. Why would he? Yeah, fair enough. No, that's fair. Dumb. That's fair. So I think we can, we can kind of... I think this film needed to really double down on which canon it's adapting yeah. So if it's adapting the book, that's great, but really pick a distinctive visual style that that is is lifting off the page. Yeah. Of the I, book. D- I didn't want it to be Tim Burton. I want it to be its own thing. Yes. And it copped out at the end. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. That's fair enough. That's justified. So you said your score was eighty three, eighty four. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it eighty eighty three. Okay. I'm, yeah. I was eighty four, so I'm pretty right. close on that one. Wonka is family fun. Go and watch it. Oh yeah. It, 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 I know I'm down there. It's brilliant. Yes. But. It could have been great. It could have been. It could, it have, could been have been. I agree. I could was have really wanting it to be like four and a half, and it was just four. And it's not like it wasn't achieved. It's like, oh, like, it's good enough. Like they could have done it, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. They went for, they just went for fan service. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Alrighty, well that brings our review of Wonka to a close. What's oh. next? We got one more film to cover. Oh gosh, I this know is a big one. Is. So the <sighs> DCEU has come to. A close. Oh, sorry. Joel's yawning already. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Where's this my? I'll give you a, that about. was not bad, Joel. <laughs> James Wan, who I've seen four of his films, two of them fantastic, two of them crap. Which two? I'm the fantastic ones are Saw and Furious Seven. Okay. The crap ones are Aquaman and The Conjuring. Are you serious? The Conjuring's crap. <laughs> not scary. I'm having a, a heart attack over here. Anyway. Far out. Has directed the final film in the DCEU before it gets officially handed over to James Gunn, who I am a disciple of. Yes, yes just, you are. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now, this one, they got the same vote. I forgot what happens in the first one. Anyway, um, Black Manta, played by Yaya Abdul Latim II, and Aquaman, Jason Momoa, still squaring off. There's this magic trident thing that is, he trident. wants, and it makes you possessed by the devil. Who looks like Steppenwolf for some reason? They all look the same in DC. <laughs> anyway, and so Aquaman's just trying to stop Black Manta from joining, saving, destroying the world. Yes. On the right, along the right, uh, uh, Ocean Master. Oh, cool guy. Which cool is guy. Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson, who was he in the first one? Yeah, he was okay. the villain. He was the villain in the first okay. one. Okay, so Randall Park, Park, who 
new character. My, my, my brother turns to me and goes, because Randall Park was in the, the, mid, the mid-credits scene in the first one. And oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. My brother turns to me and goes, is that, is that Jimmy Woo from WandaVision? I go, yes. yes I think I fell asleep in the... I can't remember. Amber Heard as Mira. That was very controversial. I have a hot take about Amber Heard. Here we go. Like, oh. she's, she's kind of hot. <laughs> She is, but she's <laughs> psycho, Jesse. I know. Anyway, moving on. Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren, apparently. Who was he? Drago from Rocky. Was he? Who was uh, Amber Heard's dad? <laughs> Mary's dad. Was that was that his dad? Her dad. The the thick the big guy. Yeah. I thought it wasn't Nicole Kidman's like, like fuck buddy or something. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> no. So what happened in the first one was? Well, they, are they together? No. Oh. No, 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 no. They're just. Although, yeah, no, 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 no. So the big dude with the king crown yeah. is Amber Heard's dad. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Morrison is Thomas Carey, Aquaman's human father. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this guy called Michael Beach, I just wanted to mention. Martin Short is apparently the voice of Kingfish. Who's Kingfish? The the anim- the guy who, the animated fish dude. The octopus? Yeah, that Toad was Martin Pope. Short apparently. Oh, what? The one that goes... <laughs> no, the one that talked at the end with on the iceberg. I'm just going to spoil him now because... All right, because this is shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gave it two and a half. Yes, but for me, that's bad. No, how? Remember for me, Jesse, superhero films used to be my life. I literally watched X-Men 2 today, four out of five, right? So two and a half for a superhero film is very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, where do we start? Where um, do we start okay. with this film? Well, I'll just say, um, I freaking hated this film. I gave it half a star. <laughs> You'll be hearing about it next week. Yes. Um, look, the plot is awful. Okay. It's trying to be three. This is the last. Ones. Yeah. This is the last film. Do something. Blow up the world. Make the bad guy lose. Um, the, or the, sorry, the good guy lose. Kill a character. I don't know. Hear me out here, Jesse. Ready? This is what they should say. Have a done. good line of dialogue. They should have done more. So that they've said that the flash happened, and then this is after the flash. In that yeah. timeline that Ezra Miller left behind. So yeah. It's a dead film anyway. But what they should have done is had this film and then have had the Flash to really put an end to the DC. Yeah. Because then it's like... Because this... You can just delete yeah. all that. No consequences this film. Therefore, I just didn't care. No. It's, I was so bored in this film. So bored. Two hours and four minutes. None of the acting... Jason Momoa is terrible in this film. <laughs> the only mildly good performance... No, the, not mild. The only okay performance is Patrick Wilson. I liked him. I thought he was he was a standout. Everyone else, Yaya Abdul was a cardboard cutout in this film. I'm sorry. Nicole <laughs> Kidman is crap. Amber Heard is crap. Yeah. Randall Park is crap. Do you notice they give all <clears throat> Amber Heard all the moments where yeah. she's supposed to cheer? Like she'll come out and she's saved the I day. I don't know what's happening because James Wan is a freaking great director and they keep giving him this shit. Like, make him do a good. I want another original horror. I want. To, I need to be malignant. Mm. But that first Saw horror films don't get much better than that first Saw film. No. And now he's doing this. Like I now have two half-star James Wan films, and they're mm. both the Aquaman ones. Yeah, yeah. It, the problem with the film <laughs> is it, it 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 does a really really good job of continuing on exactly where the first one left off. It's like you could if you could put yeah, them but together. Yeah, the first one is shit. So that's what I'm saying. It. That's what I'm saying. It's just picking yeah. up the shit from where the first one was, and it. But then it also we should know people who are going to watch this film should know what happened. 
But it took forever to get into oh gear. Oh, my god! they had that stupid montage telling us everything that's happening. Oh, happened. the narration. I couldn't even hear him talk. I was like, oh, I guess I'm a dad. Oh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing on the brother council. Like, shut up. I don't care. No, I agree. It should have started with uh, Yaya Abdul and Randall Park in Antarctica finding the Black Triad. I think that could have been a cooler... Cool cold open. Cold open, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it just... It was so... And the tones were all over the place. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just hated it. Like, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't half a star in quality, but I just hated it. I think Aquaman is the dumbest superhero. He's a fish. Talks to fish. I don't, who cares? Did you think he was cool in the first one? No, I can... Was he cool in Justice League? No, I've never gone on board with Aquaman. I think he's dumb. Okay, fair enough. I wish Jason Momoa played it like he did in Fast X. I just handed it up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was like, oh, so bored. The kid, don't care. I thought when he kept going to... His, his kid. Oh, the baby. I right. thought when it kept going to Earth was super jarring. It looked like two different films. Oh. The underwater and the real life. It looked like two different films. I was actually liking <clears> the on Earth stuff more. Like, I yeah. this looks nice. Underwater. Uh, the only... There were two nice shots. One where they're walking up the cave wall and then it goes through the glass and then Ackerman comes at the door. Yes. And one where he has a one-on-one fight with Black Manta and they don't cut for a while. Where? At the end? At the end. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sorry, his helmet is so... Oh, it's so funny. It looks like E.T. <laughs> and then the whole film is resolved. I'm oh, sorry. Before you go into that, sure. Black Man is a costume in this movie. He Sucks. had the helmet, he had the bulky-ass jetpack, the trident sticking out like two metres to the left and right. Bro. shocking bro. as. Oh, my um, gosh. Looks like a Fortnite character. Yeah, literally. Um, and then he gets the trident, and then Patrick Wilson takes him to the team, he holds the trident and becomes possessed. And then the demon gets unleashed... And he has a trident. And then Aquaman throws his gold trident, which he hasn't used yet in the film, through the black trident and it breaks it. I was like, well, just fucking do that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this film pissed me off. The only reason I watched it because I was like, I went with a mate yep. from work. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Otherwise, I would have just skipped it. I'm glad I didn't skip it so I can like, now like, yes. rage on it. Yeah. Jeez, oh, that sucked. I just want to say it had potential to be good because. No, it didn't. It was never, I, this was one of my worst anticipated oh, of last year. I was just going to say, because the first one ended, I think Black Manta was actually the best part of the first one. Sure. And then he was killed off, well, not killed off, he was knocked off a cliff, like, three quarters through. Um, and I think this could have just... Take all the unnecessary rubbish away, Jesse. I'm pitching this to you. Aquaman 2, alternate edition. Uh, you have Yaya Abdul as Black Manta. He levels up, right? Say it's been, like, four years since the first one. Yeah. It's him. He's not possessed... He finds the black trident. It's just a trident, right? That gives him oraculum or whatever that shit was called. And it's just him having re- wanting revenge for Aquaman killing his dad. That's fine. And Aquaman's like, oh, he's actually good now because he's got a trident. So we have to get Patrick Wilson as Orm. Yeah. He can help me. And then the final battle is just them. Because then it's good. not a good guy and a bad guy. It's just two people. Yep. And Abdul can actually act instead of being like one note yep. deadpan. <laughs> When they, whenever they do the... And the oh, eyes would go green oh. and they'd go... Eah. Randall Park is really wasted in this film. He has nothing to do. He was good, though. No, he like, wasn't. his character was well-intentioned. He is the Aquafina of this film. I got so bored of him. So oh, I'm... really? <laughs> yeah. This, it's probably... One of the worst two films in the DCEU to cap it off. I don't, I don't think Aquaman's dumb. I'm sorry. I don't get it. No, that's fair. So that's let's fair. think about the year DC has had. Alright. Shazam the, 2. I gave two stars. I like that one. That's probably my favourite. The album. Flash, three and a half. Three for me. Great. Yep. Blue Beetle is another two. Yeah, it's gone down for me. And this is a half. They've had a terrible year. Yeah, it 
the DC is a bit of a write-off at this point. So there's a part of me that is always going to be nostalgic for the DCAU because it started in 2013, and I remember in year six. Uh, they had Captain America Civil War and Batman vs Superman coming out at the same time. They were yeah. pushing all this really cool merch. I actually got the Batmobile from Batman vs Superman up there, and I have a poster of Batman vs Superman up there. Um, sorry, I'm just pointing around our recording studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I kicked it off, and then I remember getting excited for Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then there was James Gunn's Suicide Squad, and that was great. Um, but then there's been some bad ones in there as well. And then as soon as they had the issue with Zack Snyder leaving Justice League and then that split off into two different films, DC didn't even know what they wanted to do anymore. What the fuck happened to Henry Cavill? Did oh, he I just don't care. choose That's to fine. leave? Or you've lost your Superman. Ben Affleck left because he was and then wasn't directed. I, I actually quite like Ben Affleck. I, didn't see, I haven't seen BVS, um, Black Adam, or Hudson Snyder Cut. I quite like Ben Affleck as Batman. He's, a, he's probably one of my favourites. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, I agree. But um, because I like Ben Affleck, you know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But um, yeah. What? How did you mess it up so bad? It's just superheroes. It's not hard. It's <laughs> this film was everything. It would be. I'm sorry. I know I'm like nowhere near making a film, but it would be the easiest shit in the world to make a superhero film. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So just like have some logic. Like James Wan, you are a good director. Yeah. Just the studio give James Wan creative power why did James Wan decide to use the awkward no he's just getting money for his next horror film which is fair enough but I was like come on man and he wrote you're this better one, than this he? yeah oh, you're geez. better than this oh wait hang on let me track you that you're better than this oh, I just so oh hang on the writers are James Wan Jason Momoa oh. David Leslie Johnson who is a, who writes with James Wan <laughs> and Thomas Passebet who Wrote Braven with James. He writes with James Momoa. Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Too many. Just get rid of Jason. Get, just do James Wan and his writing partner David. That makes sense why Jason Momoa is drinking Guinness in this film. Like, how many references are there to Guinness, by the way? Oh my gosh. <laughs> me, that was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Uh, oh gosh. I don't want to waste any more of my oxygen on this film. Nah, nah. Score, Jesse. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Eight. As in eight out of a hundred. Yeah. Wow. Low. Um, my score for this is quite high. In comparison. Have you passed this? I have. Son of a bitch. I was entertained, <laughs> alright, but it was still bad. 55. Far out. Yeah. Where, where's my soundboard? <laughs> I just had a good time. I went with my brother. No, pro- God! I stayed no, with the brothers God, out. Please, no! Into. No! Still shit. No! But- <laughs> no! I had a good time. Good enough time. Joel, when he watches any DC film. I gotta tell you, it was perfect. No, no, it is not perfect. Like, Joel, when he sees a superhero do a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, this one's, this one's oh, shit. Dear. So you were entertained. No, or? and I'll be talking about it next week. Okay, all right, we'll be there. Be all there right. and be square. So that's our reviews. I hope you'd seen at least one of those. Feel, you know, I chose it to start. Feel free to chop and change all the timestamps there. Yes, yes. And if you haven't seen any of these films, listen to our review and go check them out. Yeah. The ones that interest you, even if Aquaman interests you, or if you want to go watch poor things, or if you want to get the grandkids together for Wonka, whatever you yeah, want to exactly. do. Yeah, exactly. All right, we have one last thing to do before we wrap up today, Joel. Is this t- okay? We are going to announce the nominees for our Bromax oh, Awards. Yay, all now, right. Now, so when you're listening, um, if you want to follow along, there will be a link yep. to a Google form in the show notes. Yep. 
Um, and then we will also put it on our Instagram and TikTok and wherever you find us. Yes. That's cool. Now, because my phone is charging, you're going to have to read, read them, them out? out and then I'll react. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. So, and this is how we decided this. Me and Joel put through nominees each yep. couple and then we were like, if we had double ups, we'd agreed on the next one. We talked it. We punched So it's it out. not like going to be the same as the Oscars because it's our opinion. But you, ultimately you get to vote. We, and we're going to vote too. Yeah. But maybe our votes, our votes count as much as yours do. Absolutely, it's so like democracy. Here we're just picking nominees. That's all. Yeah. Definitely. All right, and please vote. It doesn't take long. It becomes separate from us, right? We've yeah. created this, then it goes out into the world. We'd really we're appreciate it. Vote. Get your friends to vote. Yeah. It'd be really nice of you. Yeah, I'll be a walking. Advert. We just had a TikTok. Our first TikTok hit a, f- a thousand views. Hooray! So we know there's at least a thousand of you that should vote. So yes, please, just, just. If you like movies, you'll know this because unlike the Oscars and Golden Globes, you know Jesse and I, and you talk to Jesse and I. And these are films you've seen. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so you'll you'll know and you can comment. And they're trending, so you'll yeah. probably have seen them too. All right, the nominees for best Bromax best movie. Okay, here we go. We have in alphabetical order. All right. If I can figure that out. So, so Bromax <laughs> is this equivalent to best picture? Yes. Okay, gotcha. We have Barbie. Ooh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume 3. Okay, yep. John Wick, Chapter 4. Yeah. Oppenheimer. <laughs> Past Lives. Nice. Poor Things. Okay. Saltburn. Yep. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. They Clone Tyrone. Hey, that's Which a I'm glad they did in. Yes. And Wonka. <laughs> Hooray! That's a good list. Bromax Best Actor. We have Barry Keoghan for Saltburn. Yes. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Woo! Uh, Jamie Foxx for The Burial. I haven't seen that okay, one. You'll just trust me. Tell us on that. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix for Bell's Afraid. Ah, yes. Nicolas Cage for Dream Scenario. Yeah. And Timothy Chalamet for Wonka. Good. I like them. Leonardo DiCaprio is not on this list. Joel doesn't see that. And then Paul Giamatti and Jeffrey Wright. We just haven't seen this film. Look, honestly. They're not out. These aren't out in Australia, all right? Don't hate us. Yep. The film industry is shit. Yes. All right. Uh, best actress in a leading role. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. I love Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. She's got a good chance. Emma Stone, Poor Things. Yes. Greta Lee, Past Lives. Yes. Lily Gladstone, Kills of the Flower Moon. These women are all amazing. Margot Robbie, Barbie. Yeah, mate. Sophie Wilde, Talk to Me. Two Aussies in there. That's yeah. good. We're doing well for I agree. The, the 2023. All right. Supporting actor. There's like 20 categories, by the way. That's okay. Supporting actor. Here we go. Right. Glenn Howerton, Blackberry. Now, if you've seen Blackberry, you'll know what I'm talking about. Is that Mr. The CEO of Blackberry? Like the yeah, the guy who comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then we have Jacob Elordi, Saltburn. We haven't seen Priscilla, so we don't know. Yep. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Sorry. Marshala Ali, Leave the World Behind. Yeah. That was not my pick. That was, that was my George. pick. Hell yeah. Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer. And Willem Dafoe, Poor Things. Yes. Supporting actress. America Ferreira, Barbie. Woo. Nice. Jodie Foster, Nyad. I that was, seen that that was my pick. Okay. She's very good. Okay. Rachel McAdams, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Are these, Another one of my these picks. Drama films, Jesse. That's a that's a dramedy. Okay. It's funny in places. Okay. Nyad is a drama. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Rosamund Pike, Soulburn. Yes. Tiana Paris, They Call Him Tyrone. Yes. And Viola Davis, Air. Yes. All right. Amazing. Best director, Celine Song, Past Lives. Okay. Chad Stahelski, we got it right. Hell yeah. Chad S. Chad S. Just stick with Chad S. <laughs> John Wick Chapter 4. Friend of the show. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Emerald Fennel, Saltburn. 
The Rucker Rucker Twins. Hell Talk to me, Danny yes. and Michael Philippou. Yes, Oppa. And Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things. We've got some Greeks in there. It's all Opa. the best director. Let's go. All right. For best writing. All right. We have Air. Good. Blackberry. Okay, I trust you. Maestro. Yes. Past Lives. Yes. Saltburn. Yes. And they clone Tyrone. Yes, good picks. For cinematography, we have Bear Was Afraid. Leave the world behind. Which <laughs> you don't. All right, look, we're we'll not talk, up to that we'll yet. We're going to talk about this soon. Oh, I we'll love see it. what I think of that one. Jesse did not. <laughs> uh, John Four, Past Lives, Poor Things, and Saltburn. Yes. I think Past Lives and Saltburn and Poor Things are the three. Yes, they're yeah. our Bromax bus. Animated film. We have Elemental, Nimona, the Super Mario Bros. film, Suzume, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Saw clips of that on the cruise. Very good animation, I have yeah. to say. If you're really wondering where the boy in the heron is, Joel hasn't seen it and I think it's shit. Yeah, so. so and because Jesse thinks it's shit, I don't know if I'm gonna bother, but we'll have a yeah. conversation. Because we actually that. agree more than we not, but we have different rating systems. Yes. And yeah. it's more entertaining for you guys if we more dis if we play into what we don't like. Yeah. But generally Jesse and I share yeah. a lot of things. Now, non English language film, Joel hasn't seen any non English language films. Is that this bad? Year. Because he is a massive racist. No, whoa, so all right. I'll I'm going to pick, the and now these aren't my top five, but I pick one from each, one country right. each. Okay. So we have Anatomy of a Fool from France. Do you want to say that? Godzilla Minus One from Japan. Also want to say that. Uh, we have Sisu from Finland. That's that, that's that's Finland, John Wick. Yeah. Isn't it? Yep, Sleep from that. Korea, who is the director. I met him at, I didn't meet him. He was at Q&A at South by Southwest. Oh, nice. He's worked with Bong Joon-ho on Okja. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like a horror film, body horror. And then we have Society of the Snow from Uruguay. Wow, you're very... You've done an international... Thank you, mate. ...travel around for films this year. All right. We've got female-directed film. All right, bring it on. We have Barbie. Hell yes, Directed Greta by Goey. Greta Goey. Yep. Bottoms, directed by... I think her name is Emma Seligman. Emma yes, Seligman, that's Emma right. Emma Seligman, it is. We have Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, directed by... Sorry, I should have written this down. That's all right. You're doing good. Kelly Freeman Craig. Yep. We have My Big Fat Greek Wedding Tree. Directed by Nia Vardola. Don't need to search that one up. We have Past Lives, directed by Celine Song, and Salt Burnt, directed by Emwood Fennel. Yes. Middest film. Here we go. Me and Jolo, three nom- right, my nominees for Middest Film are The Super Mario Bros. Movie, Maestro, and Leave the World Behind. <laughs> Joel's nominees are Renfield, which hurts. Blue Beetle and The New Boy. So they're yes. the nominees. You can vote on those. Missed films. That was, yeah. All right. Just Worst film. We agree on most of these. That's yes, it. yeah. We've got 65, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, The Exorcist, colon, Believer, <laughs> Old Dads, and Winnie <laughs> the Pooh, colon, Blood and Honey. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, now we've got shit. some genre films that don't get appreciated as much. Mm-hmm. So we've got comedy film. We've got A Man Called Otto. Yes. Air, Bottoms, Dream Scenario, Poor Things, and Theatre Camp. <laughs> I love Theatre Camp. Just jump! Jump still! This <laughs> is your, welcome to our pastor life. This is your last life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For action film, we have Extraction 2. Nice. Fast X. Nice. Uh, John Wick 4. Godzilla Minus 1. John Wick Chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible, colon, Dead Reckoning, Dash Part 1. Is it still part like, one? No, hang on. It's Mission, Colony, Impossible, Dash, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Yeah, nice. Uh, the, and The Killer. And that's it. Nice. Okay. Horror film. We have uh, Infinity Pool, 
Insidious 5, which I haven't seen, I'm taking your word for that, it. That one's Insidious colon the red door, okay. in case you can't watch it. Knock at the Cabin, Scream 6, Saw X, and Talk to Me. Nice. All right. Comic book film. Here we go. There hasn't We've, been many good ones this year. No, no, no. <laughs> we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, so that's a good one. We have The Flash, <gasps> The Marvels, The <gasps> no, Killer, The Killer, Spider-Man. Wait, comic book? The, the Killer's a comic book film, yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Nice. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Film scene of the year. Ah, here we go. So we have Barry Keoghan dancing to Murder on the Dance Floor. Can we get that on the soundboard? Murder on the Dance Floor. We should. Uh-huh. And then Salt Burn. We have Miles and Gwen on the roof in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, upside down shot. Yeah. We have Nora and Day's song speaking Korean in the bar in front of John in Past Lives. We have the Dance the Night Party from Barbie. Yep. We have the Trinity Test from Oppenheimer. Yes. And we have the opening one shot, Talk to Me. Oh, that was fantastic. All right. And two more categories to go. 2023 Cinema Experience. Ah. Here we go. We have going to the Saltburn, which you guys sitting in the Saltburn premiere. Watching Saltburn in the theaters. Yep. Watching Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. With Tom Cruise for his 60th birthday. Watching Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. Watching Poor Things. Yeah, watching Talk to Me or insane. watching Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, the event. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. And our last category is something I wanted to do. I think about at the end of every year. So, la- so 2023 Star of the Year from the body of work. So last year for me, it would have been Colin Farrell because mm-hmm. it was in After Yang, The Banshees of Sharon, The Batman, yep. and The the 13 Lives. Jeez, yeah, I didn't even realize yeah. it was in that. So much. here are the nominees for 2023 Star of the Year. Yes. We have Ayo Adebri. For Across the Spider-Verse, Ninja Turtles, Bottoms, Theatre Camp, and The Bear. We have uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. That's a, that's for a main pick. Fast X, no Meg 2, Operation Fortune, and Expend Four Balls. We have Jamie Foxx for They Call In Tyrone, The Burial, and Strays. <laughs> we have Marco Robbie for Barbie, Asteroid City, Babylon, and she also produced Saltburn. Yeah, nice. We have Shuti Gatwa Woo! for Barbie, Sex Education, and Doctor Who. Yeah. And we have Paul Meskel for Carmen, Foe, All of Us Strangers, and it came out in 2023 in Australia, so I'm counting it, yep. After Sun. Okay, yep. yeah. They well are the done, nominees Jesse. for the Bromax Awards 2023. You will be able to vote on all of those categories in the link in the description. Yes, now go and have a drink of water while I rattle on about <laughs> Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, sorry about that. My phone's charging. Um, but, yes, so you can, we'll, we'll get this link out. We'll put it on our story. May even put it on the link tree if it's going to be up for two weeks. I'm happy to put that up on there. Um, and the idea of this is we want to do something different with the Bromax Awards this year. So, you know, we can just pull out and we can react to the Oscars. We can react to the Golden Globes. But Jesse and I realised that we can sit here talking and talking and talking, but it's actually about you guys as well. We make yeah. it for you guys, and we want you guys to be more involved with the show. We would like that. We would like more listens as well, but the best way that we hey. can do that is... We need to be more consistent. We need to be more consistent. But we love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and we would love to see you guys get involved, because the more of you that get involved might mean that my Leave the World Behind film could either be a Best Picture winner... Shut up. ...or... A loser. It could a get loser. out, right? It will be a loser. If, if all the Jesse stands, Jesse stands, go and vote, all five of you, uh, <laughs> then, my, my immediate family, yeah, <laughs> and my bubba, she might have it. She, if she aligns with your taste, does she? Jessie, she sometimes does, and then other times she doesn't. Hey. So she's pretty impartial to both of us. She's fair. Um, 
And then if you've got the Joel stands, who, you know, might want to get some Greek love in there for my big fat Greek Okay, all of our mutual friends. <laughs> Yorgos, Nevadolos, Raka Raka. Who was the second one? Yorgos. No, and then? Raka Raka. No, who's in between? Nevadolos. Who's that? Director of My Big Fat oh, Greek f- Wedding. Director, star, <laughs> and writer of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Listen, That's Jesse silently There was saying, the studio executive talking to the director of My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That's so bad when you realise that that film actually got dropped. Do you realise that's the worst poster of the year? No, it's not. Do you realise that, They all look like that, the posters, please. It's, it's Greek, you know. And leave it to last minute. No, Jim. You've been tripping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, long story short, get involved with the Bromax Awards and we'd love to... Make, we're going to make it an event yes. as well. If you say anything to us and want it to be on the show, we'll put it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can record some nice messages. Nothing racist, though. No, nothing racist. We're not racist. Apart from Joel, who doesn't watch non-English films. What? Well, I don't know that they're out I'm just, there. I'm just saying fact. Like, I, I'm not, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. That was last year. Yeah. But I want to watch Anatomy of the Fall. I we haven't. I, it's on, it hasn't come out yet. I watched it. Oh, wait, what? Film Festival. Oh, you could have gone. I love Film Festival. <laughs> I'm coming this year. That's a, that's I watched sure. the film... All the films I watched eight films in total. I think about six countries. That's covered. really yeah. good. That's really good. Watch the stinker from the Philippines. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when the waves are gone, I talked about it on the um, wasted yes. time ones. Jeez. I love how nonchalantly you talk about foreign films and you're like, "Oh, the Philippines film. Oh, that Scottish film." It's like I haven't seen a Scottish film. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us for this. What seems to be a very long episode. Of I think we've like Aaron, no, 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 Aaron, Aaron a bit. Yeah. Aaron bit, don't know, right? Yeah. Uh, we thank you for joining us. We're we're, we're back. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. Happy New Year, everybody. We're at least going to we're at least doing two episodes in a row. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is this is good. We're we're gaining some steam. We do like mid season breaks all the time. Yeah. So you know, but uh, you can find us on go to our link tree on our Instagram because that is our best port of call. You can come and talk to us. Send us a DM on your thoughts, what you want to recommend for us. Also, our link tree is there where you can go to our Spotify, get some merch. You can check out Jesse and I's letterbox to see what we've been watching as well. And you can find us linked to Google Podcasts, which probably should start looking into that because I think that's shutting down soon. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, no. Our entire listenership. <laughs> no. Uh, so we need to find an alternative for that as well. But I promise we're not going to leave any listeners behind. Yeah. Unless you leave us behind, but we won't leave any of you behind yeah. as Bromax. So it's yeah. funny, is it? No. Oh, my joke. Go back to my joke before. <laughs> oh, far out. Let's wrap this shit up. My name's Joel. <laughs> I'm Jesse, and this has been the soundboard. Uh, let's go with this one. That's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. And we'll catch you next time. Bye see, for now. See you later. Gonna burn this goddamn house right down It's right on the dance floor But you better not kill the room Hey, hey, hey It's right on the dance floor But you better not